Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is June 9th. 2020. And it seems to be a slow news day for many, but it's not. It's heating up big time. And like I said, this summer will be the most torturous, you know, it's going to be insane. And all you have to do is stand tall. This is their last push, their last push. I want you guys to stay focused. Okay. They're apocalypse their apocalypse is happening on november 3rd remember that remember they are more scared of president trump having a second term than they were the first because in the first he didn't cause any issues right instead he rectified everything he took control we are respected again as a nation we are coming down on everything that, uh, that, that goes against humanity. And I'll tell you what, they are terrified. He cannot have a second term because he's got nothing to lose. You watch. We're going to give him back his first one too. If God allows. Now I want you guys to know that anything Barack Hussein Obama has created, had created throughout his term, any fingerprint, it'll be undone almost instantly. That includes his SCOTUS appointments. That includes all his executive orders. That includes all of his appointments, all undone within a matter of one day. Undone. It is important that we keep our eye on what is most important. You think they won't try to rig these elections? Of course they will. You think they won't come close to it? Of course they will. It is your job, your job to make sure you're out there knocking on doors, talking to your coworkers, to your neighbors, to your family, to your friends, because we need this man in office more than anything. 2016 was just the beginning. You know, many people, you know, are starting to see how what I said in May about this summer being insane was an understatement. I said, we will all have trichomania. We will all be pulling our hair out. This is going to be insane because the cities will not rest. They are trying to bring it on track, but huh, God always wins. They're evil, evil. Remember the people that are fighting you are the people that are all about human trafficking, barbaric acts and crimes against humanity, pedophilia, clones, experimenting. They have no remorse. No remorse. Now, faith in any God you may have, either his name be Jesus Christ and, and, and his father, the Lord, either that be Allah, anything. Yehwah, whatever it is. I'm going to tell you something. They are looking to, this is why I said Labor Day, it all goes down. This is why we have to keep discussions going. This is why we have to keep talking. 
they're organizing to create one God religion, you know, because they can't take out the gene. Remember, what have I said about genes? You can knock them out all you want, but their expression will still exist. Their expression will still exist. It's crosstalk. You can't kill software the way you think you can. I mean, a lot of us talk about these evil people and I feel bad for them sometimes and I shouldn't because there's a difference between forgiving them and appeasing, right? It's not the same thing. We have to remember that to forgive someone is when they ask for forgiveness. So why are we appeasing them? We need to focus on what is important. Yes, we can pray for the lost souls. But in the end, it is the Lord that's going to sort them out. I want you guys to remember that. Prayer is so important. Prayer is what got this man into office. Prayer is what told him to run when he didn't have to. You only forgive those that feel bad for what they do. They are unapologetic. They have no remorse. They are torching our cities, our nation, our homes, our businesses. Matthew 24. You should read it. You should read it. Verse 22. You should definitely read it. Kingdoms against kingdoms. You will see it come in September at the Hague. When that Pope, don't you wish you had the previous one, Catholics? I know you do. When he does this, the world will be set on fire. I know all of us are thinking that it's just going to be the riots for, you know, the dismissal of the case against these supposed officers. I mean, they got to cover their tracks. How, remember, let me, let me, let me take a step back into time. I had a show, I think it was over a year and a half ago, where I was explaining to you how Minneapolis and Seattle as well were hubs. I think I even wrote an article about it um, on Lumerd, where they actually were counterfeiting money and washing it and sending it back to terrorist groups, right? Children were doing that. They were flying over to Yemen and whatnot. The problem that we have is that these radicalized city officials, um, I don't want to say city officials, okay, so the cities is actually a conglomerate that is to come, okay? The cities. They have their own foot soldiers. They're within our state house, senate, police, sheriffs, Attorney generals, governor's office, advisory offices, social workers, you name it, they're there. Teachers, anything state level. In every single state, they have a presence. Totally incognito. And their duty is to push for the cities. They are very late. Even though they're coming back, the one thing they failed was to to complete a merge. (laughs) Some of the merges got away. You watch The Hague. I'm going to take you to The Hague and we're going to talk about this. Well, The Hague is single-handedly going to be the place where they will attempt to destroy religion. And you know where it's going to survive? 
It's not going to be in Constantinople, Jerusalem, Mecca, or the Vatican. It's going to survive here in the United States of America. It's going to survive here in the United States of America. Because we were always revolutionaries. We were founded by people that, that came against kingdoms. Kingdom against kingdom. Matthew 24. Just take a read so you understand it. Because right now we have rumors. Rumors of wars. And wars. Rumors of wars. And wars. And what's happening? Confusion, right? Coronavirus. Turns out was a big ass hoax. Excuse my French. So upsetting that we voluntarily imprisoned ourselves, but that is the plan of the cities. If they defund the police, you will stay home. If they defund the police, you will not want to go outside. I'm not going to wait for someone that has an MSW to come and sort out my rape charge or the fact that someone broke into my garage or stole my car. The cities. One God. Who's that God? Those people you saw kneeling and culturally appropriating. Who gave them that idea? They think you're stupid. They think you are stupid. They tell you that if you're white, you have white privilege. If you're brown, especially if you're successful. If you're brown and you're successful, you just got lucky because you hung out with the right white people. If you're black and successful, you're an Uncle Tom. In order to be an average person, you have to be oppressed, right? There's got to be oppression and you got to be a loser and you got to blame all the successful people above you for, for you being in that position. That's what they're telling you, victimization. Let's go. That's what they want. African-American. I remember when they started using that. I was like, ain't nobody from Africa. Jamal, are you from Africa? Was your mama in Africa? No, he says. I was like, that, then why are they calling you African? I don't know. I mean, it sounds like, you know, we, no, I had that conversation with my buddy so many times. And I was like, uh, he's like, you know, you know, when you say it makes sense, but then when you say it out loud, it kind of sounds right. I really don't care. I'm not here to appease anybody. It's not racist. Your mom, your dad, never been to Africa. You probably don't even know where in Africa you hail from, but you're African-American. See, I'm a Greek-American. Why? Because both my parents were fresh off the boat from Greece. So I'm first-generation American. First generation. Most of our black Americans have been the beginning of the generations of Americans, right? Because it's their blood, sweat, and tears under tyranny that built this nation. Let's not forget that. We used black Americans to build this nation. And we, meaning our forefathers, because it was okay. I mean, in India, you go, people have servants. They do. They have people that dress them and take their socks off and put them on. Are they slaves? Oh, they're, uh, what are they called? Servants. They serve. How many of these celebrities have servants in their home? 
cleaning their house, their toilets, cooking for them. So they're slaves too? Are they slaves or are they working? Tell me. Slaves are working. Which one? See, yes, there were slaves. They, they took them. People from Nigeria sold their people to people. Okay. Their own sold them. They chained them and then sold them off as uh, good hands for the farm and everything. They treated them like lesser citizens. Uh, you want to make a bet Cardi B treats her person like a lesser citizen. You remember what's her face on the view that said, you know, who's going to clean my toilets when all the Mexicans go away. Remember that? What the look, everybody has a job. If you're happy serving others, you get into that type of work. If you feel like you just want to serve and be part of something else, you do that. There's living housemaids, house butlers. I mean, ask these celebrities how many people they have waiting on them hand and foot. How many of them demand flower petals on their bed? Get smacked upside the head when they don't get things done. Oh, those aren't slaves. Those are people that do the job. Well, the other ones were actually put into that job without will, right? When they brought them over here in between the 1400s and uh, up until the mid 1800s, they were still bringing them in. Remember, the Democrats were upset that the black Republicans, that's what they call them, right, were making sure that they couldn't advertise selling human beings. And they weren't only black. They had Pakistanis. They had Greeks. They had Spaniards. You know, whoever would sell someone, they'd take and they would abuse them. But a lot of them that worked on these plantations as well became part of the family because it's only human nature to evolve. You evolve. Back in the day, dogs didn't hang out in your house. Now people have evolved. Correct. Back in the day, you gave birth to a child with a defect. You would kill it on the spot. Now we've evolved. Technology advances in medicine have helped us you know, see that there are solutions to these things. You don't have to kill the person, the baby or whatever it is. Evolution. It's like programming, right? Upgrading from windows 3.1. You're now windows 10. It evolved back in the days. You couldn't expect windows 3.1 to do what you're doing now with your computer. Now, could you upgrading evolution, understanding, we are all Americans. Why? <laughs> Obviously, because we were born on this soil and that gives us that right. But why else? Because we believe that we are just people that stand for the same things that everybody else around us stands for. That's basically it. That is what unites us to become better. To be able to coexist. You know how the liberals have those stupid stickers, coexist. They don't even mean half of it. You could coexist as long as you're all of this or some of this without being white. Because now you're the enemy. And without being successful. Because then that's a problem. That's, that's, that's how they push it. That is how they push it. So when religion gets attacked. <laughs> and they create this one God. They'll create this one identifier. And you see, we're already there. They're already taking us there. Can you see it? They're already pushing us to that position. Already pushing us to that position. And everyone is none the wiser. 
none the wiser. How many celebrities, you know, before we get into that, I want to play a portion of the NYPD today and what they had to say, because the police union reps actually held a press conference and it was very important because what they had to say was spot on. You're going to have a social worker come in when someone gets raped. Why are we going to go help again? So we could get demonized. Take a listen. All these guys, the unions. And now there's a movement to get rid of police unions because we're the bad guys. Why? Because we're looking for due process for our members. You know, 50A was enacted in 1976 and they made it, it's 50A, you never hear this, of the civil rights law. That's how important the state legislature thought of it in 1976. They made it part of the civil rights law. And the reason it was enacted was not to protect dirty cops, not to hide misconduct by law enforcement. Read the bill jacket. It says in there, the main reason that this bill is being passed is because defense attorneys were routinely pouring through police officers' personnel jackets for unrelated, unsubstantiated, irrelevant complaints that have been in there for 10 or 15 years, and then using that against the police officer giving testimony in a criminal case that had nothing to do with him. He's testifying at a rape trial. It officer, isn't it true, 10 years ago, you're accused of being rude to somebody? Yeah, you were accused of it. It was never substantiated. It was totally unfounded, but it's still in there. And the defense attorney got to ask the question. And they would do that time after time. Sole intent, discredit the police officer's testimony. Rapist walks out of jail, or out of the courtroom free. And the victim's sitting there going, what happened? That's why it was enacted. Now it's being repealed under false pretenses, that it's hiding police misconduct. 50A allows a judge in a criminal case to look at a police officer's personnel folder in camera and decide if it's relevant to the incident case, and if anything there is, it is certainly used in court. That's the way it's been. Now we have to get rid of it because it's inconvenient. The other bill with the, uh, the Attorney General now is going to be in charge of all misconduct. Any, any complaint of misconduct, anonymous. Person says, cop did this, cop did that, walks out the door, that's in the cop's folder forever. That fair? That's what we were asking for in the 50A argument. Do not use unsubstantiated, unfounded complaints. No, they wouldn't even do that. So now this, this new attorney general board will look at any allegation of any offense by any cop anywhere at any time. Another level of scrutiny that is certainly not warranted. We have enough levels currently between internal affairs, the local district attorney's office, the state attorney general, the federal government. We're scrutinized. We are more than scrutinized. But again, we haven't had the, been given the opportunity to discuss these bills, as I said, none of which need to be passed right away, except that they're doing it for political purposes, to make themselves look good, tell everybody cops are bad, and then, yeah, now they want cops to go out and do their job like they always have. I don't see how that can continue. We're human. Self-defense is a very strong emotion and instinct, and we're going to protect ourselves and our families. So I'll just finish by saying, all the cops have left, as I said, these people, us, the unions, we're not going away, we're going to continue the fight, and we're going to protect our members' due process.
Good afternoon. Uh, my name is Mike O'Meara. I'm the president of the New York State Association of PBAs. And I just want to talk to, to, to you, the press, and I want to talk to the police officers. 375 million interactions with the public every year. 375 million interactions. Overwhelmingly positive responses. Overwhelmingly positive responses. But I read in the papers all week, we all read in the papers, that in the black community, mothers are worried about their children getting home from school without being killed by a cop. What world are we living in? That doesn't happen. It does not happen. I am not Derek Chavon. They are not him. He killed someone. We didn't. We are restrained. And you know what? I'm saying this to all the cops here. Because you know what? Everybody's trying to shame us. The legislators, the press, everybody's trying to shame us into being embarrassed about our profession. Well, you know what? This isn't stained by someone in Minneapolis. It's still got a shine on it. And so do theirs. So do theirs. Stop treating us like animals and thugs and start treating us with some respect. That's what we're here today to say. We've been left out of the conversation. We've been vilified. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Trying to make us embarrassed of our profession. 375 million interactions. Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly positive. Nobody talks about all the police officers that were killed in the last week in the United States of America, and there were a number of them. We don't condone Minneapolis. We roundly reject what he did as disgusting. It's disgusting. It's not what we do. It's not what police officers do. Our legislators abandoned us. The press is vilifying us. Well, you know what, guys? I'm proud to be a cop, and I'm going to continue to be proud to be a cop until the day I retire. And that's all I have to say. I don't know why they're out there talking. They should just all go on strike, right, guys? They should go on strike, forward, all calls to 911, straight to the governor, straight to the mayor. Wait, there's more. You need to hear what else they're trying to do. Yeah, give out the identities of correctional officers to criminals in prison. Because when you get someone from a cartel or, you know, from a gang, you know, and they're in jail and they have the correctional officer's information like address, name, and everything, their family is Totally not at risk, right? Listen to this next guy. It will make your skin cry. I don't know why they're abusing him like this. I want to now introduce Elias Huzamadine from the Corrections Office of Benevolent Association to speak on behalf of his members. Every day, a correction officer is assaulted in these jails. Every day, a correction officer is assaulted inside these jails. Every day, we work with gang members who have communication with gang members in the street. 
50A, my testimony before the, the Senate was, I don't think 50A go further enough to protect correction officers or police officers or law enforcement officers, especially today with social media. I don't think 50A go further enough. I don't want inmates with correction officers information in their cells because that's where they're going to have it. Why should our personal information, our personnel information be floating around a jail? It's dangerous. It threatens not only me as a correction officer, it threatens my family. My family information is in there. Every day correction officers walk these tiers, work these jails, work with the people that the police officers arrest, that the DAs, that the judges decide that you don't want in the street. And now the legislators want to take the little bit of protection that we have. That can't be true. They want to take the little bit of protection that 50A actually provides, which I say isn't enough. Every day we don these uniforms. And I think Patty said a lot, and I think he said it best, but every day inside these walls, we have a different situation. We don't have somewhere where we could run or hide or duck or go. When it jumps off with us, it jumps off and we have nowhere to go. For the legislator to take away the little bit of protection that we have in 58, for them to decide that our information is going to be might as well say on the market. You might as well say it's, it's going to be bid. We're going to have inmates doing all kinds of things to stage situations to set up New York City correction offices. We're in a situation where people, we can't run. We're in a situation where every day, just the other day, a correction officer got his tooth knocked out. Another female correction officer, 16 stitches. Just the other day, a correction officer, female, hit in the head with a peanut butter jar and have a permanent scar in her head. And the legislators have decided that all of their information should be available in some inmate cell. Like Patty said, like the other brother said, we're demonized. Now, we're a little different from PD. We don't have bloods or blue blood. We don't have Chicago PD or law and order. When it comes to corrections, we have orange is the new black, all the odds. We're really freaking demonized when it comes to law enforcement. But I'm saying to the legislator, I'm saying to you, the press, I'm saying to everybody that's listening to the voices that we're saying to you, we deserve to be protected as we protect you. There's no way that we protect you and you don't protect us. Somebody needs, you need to say to the legislator, no, don't do this. Stop making these backdoor deals. They're going to say, we spoke to you. Yes, I testified. Yes, they spoke to me. But they didn't give me a chance to say what I really think. They didn't give me a chance to really be at the table and say, no, I don't think this is good. I don't think this is going to work. No, they already made up their minds what they're going to do. What happened to George Floyd is a crime. But don't penalize correction officers, police officers, for what happened. 
don't take the opportunity to take advantage of what happened and what's going on right now across the country to decide that you're going to further take away the protection, the little bit of protection that we have. Don't put the lives of our family at stake because that's what you're doing. Regardless of what you say, regardless of what the legislators say, you're putting the life of our family on the line. And correction officers, police officers, we deserve more. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Mr. President. You know, many times when I take this microphone, and I come here and I speak on behalf of our members. I kindly hear the talking points. You know, Patty, you're so angry up there. Every I wish I was to. angry. I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken because on September 11th, we saw our colleagues die and run into those buildings, and we were cheered on 10th Avenue. That's gone away. Gone away. They sacrificed themselves for something that will take them all down. You know, yesterday there was this clown on Twitter, right, who was talking smack about the president, sending a picture of himself, how he was, you know, getting sand in his vajayjay uh, when he turned 40 and how it was 145 degrees. Now, a lot of people mocked him. You know, even people that I'd be like, hey, you're better than that because we shouldn't use cheap shots. We got facts on our side. I don't like people discrediting someone for what they say when what they say is actually legitimate that he did turn 40, uh, you know, in the desert at 145 degrees. Everyone's like, it's never been because the World Meteorological Organization, the WMO, another organization we should stop paying money to because they're the ones that are telling us what temperature is the hottest, right? Well, I could tell you it was... 62 degrees Celsius. I saw it on the thermometer while I was in Kuwait. And I told you guys this before, that it was so hot that we had to sit in a pool with our clothes on to eat so we don't overheat. Because it was worse being in the um, the quarters they had for us, the apartments they had for us. Even though there was air conditioning, there was I, I think there was like where they slow them down because then they have to cool the generators because the, you know their power companies have to be cooled too in order to run and produce power because that's when stuff lights on fire, right? But you know in the Middle East and Sudan, I've been there when it was super hot. It was like fifty-seven degrees. Like this is all real stuff, and I hated watching. You know someone be taken out on something that's not true, right? Something that's completely not true. Like that's just wrong, right? It's just super wrong. <laughs> Even though he was like bone spurs. Well, back in the days when President Trump was, you know, a young buck, uh, flat feet would get you out too. So let's just be straight. So I, what I don't like is people, especially people that are tools that have lied to the nation and that'll come out too. That have come out, you know, in glory. Oh, I killed Usama. No, you didn't. But that'll all come out in 2021. That was a story they told you. That was a story they told you. So you can believe that the boogeyman is gone. And yeah, he may have shot someone, but it wasn't him. <laughs> it definitely wasn't him. Who's saying, no, no, no. But that'll come out too. Kind of like everybody now knows Monica Lewinsky wasn't a mistress. Wasn't a, wasn't a mistress. She was raped. 
But, you know, they push that story because that's what makes people feel better. I hate, I hate people. I loathe, I can't say hate. Hate is too strong. It's actually on the cusp of love. I loathe. And I pray for their souls, those that have done so much to deceive us. I mean, everything they tell you is, is a lie. Everything. Everything they tell you is a lie. Everything. From how, every, everything. Science is a lie. Everything is a lie. It is a lie they told you to make themselves be in control. That's what they did. They lied and they will lie and they will lie and they will lie again. All lies. Because a lot of people right now are on the wrong side of heaven. The wrong side. And Five Finger Death Punch has like a really rowdy song. But they were live in Portland, Maine back in 2018. And I want you to listen to the words of this song. Um, the words are pretty fitting for times like this. I spoke to God today She says that she's ashamed What have I become? And what have I done? I spoke to the devil today He swears he's not to blame I understood Cause I feel the same of heaven and the righteous side of hell. Think about those words for a second because <laughs> they'll start to make sense to you. Uh, it's actually quite interesting how people uh, could actually push things like that. Now, I want you guys to know that um, there are many things going on that you have no idea are going on. You know, Wow. I'm like super under attack here, uh, cyber wise. And so speaking of cyber wise, we should get into that. We should get into, um, what I was trying to explain in the first half hour of the show. This one world God situation that you're going to see. Well, it's been in the making for years, right? In the year for four years, but when this actually happens in September, that's why I said, wait till Labor Day. Labor Day is going to come quicker than you can imagine. I mean, we're almost halfway done with June right now. Labor Day is going to come quicker than you can imagine. And you will see things. I, I mean, have you ever seen... Uh, Think of this. How many movies have you seen where, you know, uh, you know, the good guy, you know, starts spraying, you know, holy water or opening up like the Ghostbusters where they would open up their little thingamajiggy and it would like suck in the, the ghosts and they'd be screeching like, no. Yeah. This is what you're seeing right now. This is exactly what you're seeing right now. 
And between September and November 3rd, they will try anything. And I mean anything. They've locked you up, not just you, the whole world. They told you you were going to die. Now they sent out rights. Oh, man, it's going to get super crazy. You know, we're going to have that second wave. And they will release a super flu. We're on top of that. We already know. Where's fraud Fauci? Where are they all? Where's Burks and her scarves? You see that this was a superimposed cyber migration. What? Two and a half years here, I tell you that your AI profile is the real you. It is the you that nobody knows, the you that you don't even know. Every like, every search, every share, every watch, every email, every text, everything creates you. Every time you went to porn.com and what you selected is there. And now from your couch, you can sit and do things, right? You're a voluntary prisoner. You can work, you can order food. You can even order sex, right? Right on your phone. That's what they're going to do. One God, one religion is what they want. And they will assign you one number, one number. And you could do everything with that. Everything. Think of this. How many YouTube personalities are real people? How many of them are actually real people? Real people. I mean, why should you go out hunting, right? Why do you need to teach your kids how to pop a squirrel? Why should you do that? We'll deliver that. Why would you go out shopping and push a card and what would we deliver? Why are you going to go to a bar and start talking to people and socializing just for some, you know, you know, tap debt, you know what I mean? To go out, right? <laughs> Hook up, whatever. We deliver that too. You want to eat? We deliver. Everything is networked. Networking your mind. Piping it up. Because you know what? They never successfully, well, they thought they didn't. Golden cubes. Technology beyond what you can imagine. Man, they could not merge man and machine to how they want. They can't. The best quantum computer is within those, between those six inches, between your ears, right? Those six inches. Why? Because your soul powers it. Your you powers it. This energy they can't recreate powers it. This energy they wish to harness powers it. And they want it so bad. If only they can genetically modify you to control that. But you know, there are only a few genetically predisposed persons that have that ability. And that would be, think of it this way. How many of you have seen the movie where some guy creates their Frankenstein? There's tons of them. I think number nine was one of them uh, in like a cartoon version where they make these robots, these AIs. But those AIs would kill anybody. They would, you know, explode someone. They would do anything, right, like that. 
except for the ones that were descendants of the creator. So what if they were searching to find future descendants of the creator of what was to come? And, you know, why would that genetic made biological entity tell you that it was a successful merge? They would never, ever. So instead, you know, they use that technology for good. Quantum computing is a very big deal. It's all ones and zeros, very unpersonalized. You know, there's no gray area. And one thing we know about human beings is that God is that gray area because we are all one in the same, right? There is a gray area. There is no black and white. It's just one. And things aren't always cutthroat. There's always a motivation. You know, plants didn't migrate to land because they felt like it one day. They were pressured to. And that's how evolution happens. That's how growth happens. That's how expansion happens. That's how we wake up. I mean, I'm just speaking to you from a point of privilege anyway of being an upgrade. But the bottom line is everything they tell you is a lie. The force of gravity, the size, measurements, you name it. Think about it. Think about it. Why did the people of the United States refuse to implement the measuring standards of other nations? That The rest of the world goes on meters, kilograms. We go on feet, inches, and ounces. Ask yourself why. Think about it. Why would you reinvent something that, you're, that, that, that makes no sense? You know, up until high school, you use feet, inches, you know, but when you get into college and you're studying physics, biology, chemistry, what are you using? Meters, kilograms, right? You're using the metric system. So why do we create our own? See, they're advocating for these changes. The merge that we go against the grain, we change things. We're seeing it. Think about it. They're advocating for lawlessness. They want to disarm our, our, they want us to be disarmed. They also want to destroy your community by removing the police because now they're enemies. Why? Because with lawlessness and you voluntarily being trapped into your house, they can Use that Band-Aid. It's a Band-Aid. They know they can't merge you. They've tried. They need to step it up. So what better way than to circumvent the whole merge, the whole creation of, you know, their own little X-Men, right? Which failed miserably. Than to just take everything you can and feed it into their system so they can produce it. No more TV, no more terrestrial radio, no ham radios, no newspapers, no contact, everything controlled on cyberspace. This is how they create this band-aid. This is how they patch it over. This is how they can network you. And maybe they can't possess the soul, but they can suck it out real well from everything you choose. And this is how the cities come to be and how the country stays itself. 
The cities, a place where everything is instant, like the Jetsons. Push a button and we just give it to you. In return, you serve us. Who are we serving? Them. Who are they? Huh? All we have to look at is all these NGOs. All you have to look at is who's screeching right now. Those are their foot soldiers. Foot kingdoms against kingdoms. <laughs> this is the Game of Thrones 2020 version 2020. They lie, lie, lie. They manufacture. Dude, you're taking part of one of the biggest shows. Like it. Another race, light years away, is literally watching us and eating popcorn. Placing bets. Guarantee you, because I would. I would. I would totally be eating popcorn. And I'd be putting my money on that, you know, black sheep. You know, the, the losing horse, which is freedom. Which is independence. Which is identified by President Trump. You know, everyone else is putting their money on the UN. I mean, it's not really fair. Because, you know, I already know. I really wish I knew more. It's, 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 it's pretty interesting. This is, this is a coup against humanity. I don't think people realize it. I mean, why else would people in Greece be rioting for George Floyd? Why would people be doing it in France and England? I mean, come on. That's the way it is. You know, it's this time that we realize just how important understanding that there's something bigger than us, whatever you may find spiritually that satisfies you, because we are the most perfect, imperfect machine. We have been created in an image that we can't fathom yet. And we are tinkering with it and we are pushing for it. To do what? Be God? You can't. So you settle for the team, what, that wants to be God? The one that rapes and pillages? The one that kills cannibalism, cloning, the whole nine yards with no remorse? That stink to high heaven. No. You stand fast. You stand strong. You buckle up and all you do is use those six inches between your ears and you will realize what you need to be doing to fight this war. You don't need to pick up a weapon. Facts are the weapons you need. We don't need snide underhanded attacks. Facts are our weapons. And you know, I see people that, you know, I've met in church throughout my life that are friends on my Facebook that deny things they see with their own eyes. You see it with your eyes. I put that picture of Biden holding Bird's hand and then under it, it has uh, President Trump with Rosa Parks getting an award and someone's like, that's fake. It's not fake. There's people that are educated. These are teachers, mind you, public school teachers. There are people that are educated, lawyers, teachers, you know, whatever, that sit there and believe that there was a big switch in the parties. Oh, there were Southern Republicans. No, there were There were no Republicans in the South. Stop. They all ran away to the North. They 
can't trust their eyes. They have been indoctrinated so bad and they are that genetic pool that is the sweet spot for these demons, sweet spot for that evil. (laughs) And they sit there. I'm a man of God. No, you're not because you believe the lies. I'm a woman of God. No, you're not. The Bible is not your shield. Bible should be in your heart. Words of love and encouragement. The Quran should be in your heart, not your shield. Torahs, come on. All religion, whatever those words are that you find, you know, peace in. Embrace them. Embrace them for the good that they intend. Not for the weaponization of them being, oh, a new updated version of this, new updated version of this. This is where digital soldiers come forward. And why is it digital and not physical? (laughs) Because it doesn't matter who you are in person. It matters who you are online. Because that's where the war is. TV, online. Banking, online. Money, online. Discussion, public discord, online. Everything is online. How impersonal does that feel? Totally. But it's also personal. Because that is where you're the most raw. This is why we see so much malice. So much malice. People that you would think were tolerant, that smile and nod. The little old lady on the corner, vicious on Facebook. Everybody's an expert on Facebook. Everybody. Oh, boy. And the more followers they have, the more experts they are. (laughs) The cities have started to send their own little soldiers back. It's too late, man. Because that ship has sailed. You know, today I was really proud to see that it's, uh, you know, moving forward. Uh, Tucker Carlson is being put out as a racist now. They need to remove him. He's done a lot, a lot of damage. I mean, we have Kamala Harris, uh, you know, applauding that they're defunding the Los Angeles police. Why is the LAPD still working? Strike. What are they doing? Oh, I need a job. Move. You could go get a job in another state as a police officer and say, hey, they defunded me in LAPD. Can I join? They'll say, sure, come on board. There's tons of jobs, dude. Any sellout that says, oh, I'm LAPD and they just defunded me, but I'm going to stay here and do my job because I took an oath is a loser. Because none of these people have remorse. You support, propos- you support proposals like what we've seen in Los Angeles. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million, invest it in health initiatives, training initiatives for youth. I support investing in communities so that they become more healthy and therefore more safe. The, in, right now, what we're seeing in America is many cities spend over one third of their entire city budget on policing. But meanwhile, we've been defunding public schools for years in America. We've got to re-examine what we're doing with American taxpayer dollars and ask the question, are we getting the right return on our investment? Are we actually creating healthy and safe communities? And that's a legitimate conversation and it requires a a really critical evaluation. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. So So does that mean you support proposals like what we've seen in Los Angeles, Mayor Eric Garcetti? So they want to defund the police and all these police officers are standing there and taking it. They are. They're standing there and taking it and saying, yeah, we need to defund the police. Tucker Carlson is a racist is, is, is trending too. 
Yes, it is. With over 20,000 tweets. The only guy that doesn't care. The only guy that tells it to you like it is. Take a listen. Iraq is a crappy place filled with a bunch of, you know, yeah. semi-literate keep primitive buried, monkeys. Keep but I just have zero sympathy for them or their culture, a culture where people just don't use toilet paper or forks. Hey, I gotta, <laughs> I, I, and the way they treat women. You know, I, I agree with you. Their, their culture is, is, but you're in their homeland, and you're over there as an American who they hate, and they want nothing more than the Americans off of their soil. So, so that is what they're using. Uh-huh. Very, um, very uh, suspicious, right? Not at all, actually, right? On, on the timing of this release, not at all, is it? Mm-hmm. That's what they want to tell you. Well... The best is yet to come. I'll see you guys after this break. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So we left it at people attacking my favorite, Tucker Carlson. So I want to play the rest of this clip for you because, you know, this is how racism they say is. Media Matters, of course, put it out. I mean, you know. (laughs) But take a listen, because this is stuff that we all say at some point. I've said it too. Hate the culture. Hate the way they treat women. Hate it, hate it, hate it. In the little specs, okay, not the forks thing. I kind of like eating with my hands. There's something, you know, it's a Greek saying, and this is kind of funny, you guys. Um, Meat and women need hands. Take that as you will. Iraq is a crappy place filled with... I agree with you. Their, their culture is, is... But you're in their homeland, and you're over there as an American who they hate, and they want nothing more than the Americans off of their soil. So they're yeah, not going to play games. Second, we, I mean, they can just shut the fuck up and obey, is my view. <laughs> How could you salvage Iraq at this point? I don't... You know, it's beyond our control. I mean, if somehow the Iraqis decided to behave like human beings or something. He, he'd need to say, look, I'm a bigot, okay? I'm a bigot. I don't like Islamic extremists. Like, if you are really heavily into islam i really i'm sorry i just don't i don't care for you that i mean can we all agree with that if you're an islamic extremist i don't like you if you're a christian extremist i don't like you if you're a jewish extremist i don't like you extremism is where people go nuts i agree but that makes you racist much and i don't care what that sounds like you can call me a racist you can come where the fuck you want and at, and at this juncture you could say that and not catch a lot of shit for you it. certainly could i'd vote for you if you said that <laughs> yeah so would i you know, white men have, you know, they've contributed some, I would say, like creating civilization and stuff. I think they've done a pretty, I don't know, whatever. Uh, Obama would kick your ass playing basketball. Yeah, of course he would. <laughs> he basketball, come he's, on. He's black, say it. He's a real brother. Hey, do you think, do you think I don't he, know how he, black he is. How is he black, for one thing? He has one white parent, one black parent. Well, he, so that makes him, well, okay, US- why isn't he white? There's some really good, I mean, immigrants. I just think it's, you know, people who come to this country ought to have something to offer. Be hot, be really smart. You know what I mean? Oh, they don't like real talk. That's the truth. Every single nation that you migrate to, being an American, you know, that does not allow you in there, uh, you know, you have to have qualities. Have you tried to see what migrating in Australia is like? You got to offer something to the nation. You can't just come in there and say, well, you know, I'm on, I'm on disability and... Um, 
welfare and I want to move to Australia, I'll be like, yeah, sorry. We're not letting people in that are just going to mooch off the government. You got to provide. Do you have an education? Do you have a skilled trade? Can you do something? Will you contribute to society? But you know, when you say that, it's racist because they don't like Tucker. Why? Because he's dropping some serious truth bombs. Black Lives Matter is now a political party. It always has been. Same one. Democrats, Black Lives Matter, Step Up, Up This, Sunrise Movement, Antifa. They're all one and the same. And some Republicans. They all fall under one category. And that's the globalist category. And he says that right. So nobody likes him for what he said yesterday. I mean, how dare he say that? We've had insane things happening. Wait till this weekend. They got more stuff planned. You don't think breaking up businesses where their insurance doesn't even cover it. Right. So these businesses are going to go broke. You think defunding the police? Yeah, we're going to get social workers to come. Someone robbed my garage. Well, maybe you should put a bigger lock. Sorry. We're not coming out for that. Uh, I got pictures of the person that robbed my thing. Yeah, we're not looking into that right now. Hi. Someone told me that, you know, I um, am uh, too brown for this job. We're coming right now. And they arrest you. Someone call me by the wrong pronoun. Arrested. This is what they want? Car bombs. Bombs. Doesn't say anything to you, right? It's okay. Right? Terrorizing the people, okay? Second wave of coronavirus going to come is going to be the super flu. And they're going to wait till schools are out. Right? Once schools start at the end of August... You know, and I'll tell you where it's going to start from. And you watch. It's going to be the universities. I mean, that's where they force students to get vaccines. Anyway, you're going to see that. And then more riots. And then when this Pope thing happens, even more riots. Why? Because Hillary Clinton's testifying. But anyway, take a listen to what he had to say yesterday. Loved it. They forced the entire country to obey their will. It all happened so fast and with such ferocity that virtually no one resisted it. People seemed bewildered, even stunned by what was happening. Statements of fact and opinion that were entirely within the bounds of reasonable conversation just last Sunday, suddenly, a week later, were enough to get you fired from your job. And a number of people were fired. An awful lot happened this weekend. For the next hour, we want to assess the aftermath of it all, suggest what it may mean, and where this country is likely to go from here. But first, we want to give you a sense of what happened. We're going to begin tonight in Minneapolis. That's where the Black Lives Matter riots first began almost two weeks ago. As the violence there raged, some Democratic leaders in Minneapolis came to a conclusion that didn't, on the surface anyway, make intuitive sense. What their city really needs, they decided, is less law enforcement. In fact, no law enforcement. So they began to demand that Minneapolis, quote, defund the police. Now, the first thing you notice about this idea is how unpopular with the public it is. Almost nobody in the country supports it. But the activists, undeterred, kept pushing the idea. And within days, pressure mounted on the mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, to get rid of his city's police department. This was a problem for Fry. Fry has greater political aspirations, and this was the last conversation he wanted to have. So Fry did his best to change the subject with a mix of manic enthusiasm and feigned empathy. Fry is well-practiced in those areas. Here he is a couple of years ago with his preferred brand of community outreach.
didn't work. Then or now? Activists wanted actual answers, so Mayor Fry tried step two in the process, groveling. I've been coming to grips with my own brokenness in this situation, my own failures, my own shortcomings, and I know there needs to be deep-seated reform. Again, good try, brokenness. It sounds like a sermon. Give a raise to the staffer who scripted that. But again, no dice. Black Lives Matter, to their credit, wanted a real answer to their question. It was then that Jacob Fry made a fatal mistake. He put himself in a position where he could be asked that question directly. Here's what happened next. remarkable piece of tape that is. Has a big city mayor in this country ever been more thoroughly humiliated? Get the F out of here, she screams. Go! Well, the correct answer to that, needless to say, is up yours, lady. I'm not going anywhere. I run this city. Do you doubt that the entire crowd would have cheered Jacob Fry if he'd said that? People always admire resolve, even when they disagree with the point of view. But that's not what Jacob Fry did. Fry slunk away like a child caught doing something filthy. The most telling moment, though, came just before that, when the woman in sunglasses threatened to defeat the mayor in the next election. What does that tell you? It tells you that Black Lives Matter is, in fact, a political party, maybe the strongest political party in the United States as of tonight. Its members believe they can reshape this country, and so far, they're proving to be right. You can always tell which political movements are ascendant, which are headed up by how straightforward their members and sympathizers are about what they believe. Strong people say what they think out loud. They have no reason not to. They're not embarrassed of their beliefs. They think they're winning. With that in mind, watch this clip from CNN this morning. This is the president of the Minneapolis City Council, Lisa Bender. Bender explains that the desire for safety, the desire not to, for example, have your home invaded by violent criminals, is in fact a sign of racism. Do you understand that the word dismantle or police free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call? Yes, I mean, I, I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors and I know and, and myself, too. And I know that that comes from a place of privilege, because for those of us for whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like to already live in that reality where calling the police may mean more harm is done. Hello, police. Armed men are breaking into my home. Help! Shut up, racist! Click! Love it. That's right. This is where we're at in this pure, insane moment where they're telling you we are going to rise. Now, remember that cop, the, the, the deputy chief of police that I told you about? Mm. Uh, in Fargo that got busted for chanting F the police. 
you know, Black Lives Matter came out to support him. He's supposed to be doing a presser today again. And it's like, can someone ask him some real questions, please? Like, hey, have you turned over your communications, financial records, or any affiliations that you might have memberships with domestic terror groups? That, look, Antifa, right? Sunrise Movement, all of those fall under some training called Momentum. You guys saw Millie Weaver's video, right? Man, their training things are crazy. You know what upsets me? You remember how McCain got this like huge presidential funeral? That loser, that traitor, that snake. Mm. And you know, there was a congresswoman, first female congresswoman of New York that died because she slipped and fell or something like that. She didn't even get a, she got an obituary and maybe a mention. And now we have a thief, a murderer by accident, rapist. getting a state funeral with police officers saluting his casket. Are you kidding? I don't care. I'm telling you, I don't care if the person in there was polka dot. Tell me what he's done. Oh my gosh. I won't get a salute when I die. He's getting one though. How many soldiers go down and don't get salutes? And this criminal does. Who is funding this? Who is paying for this? Oh, maybe it's a millions upon millions of dollars. This is disgusting. Disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. I say it from, oh my gosh, this is disgusting. And I'm going to write an article today pointing out just how disgusting it is that he is getting a police officer salute. A criminal that was wrongfully killed, nonetheless a criminal, getting something that looks like a state funeral. It is disgusting. This should not be happening in America. We have people that are entitled to funerals like that that don't get it. We have parents, children, loved ones, loved ones. I'm so upset. I'm seriously shrieking from the top of my lungs right now. So upset that now now I'm in that crazy phase, you know, where you smile because you're so upset. That's where I'm at right now. I cannot believe this is happening in the United States of America. Who are these police officers? Fire them. All of them. All of them. Fire them. Saluting criminals now. This is where we're at. Saluting robbers and rapists. That's where we're at. This is disgusting. This is not our America. And we will not allow them to do this. We will not allow them to do this. It is enough. We have had enough. Yes. This is where we talk. This is where we open up our mouth and speak. You know, what about all these gatherings? Hmm. Take a listen to this. Those were guaranteed by the Bill of Rights. Not anymore. In fact, in many parts of the country, people still don't have those rights. But our leaders said they had no choice but to take them away. This was a medical emergency. It was more important than your rights. They were lying. We always thought they were lying. Now we know for sure. Because today we have an open letter signed by more than 1,200 doctors, professionals, and public health officials. And it explains that the riots you're watching must be allowed while any other demonstration, like one you might participate in, must be suppressed. Quote, as public health advocates, we do not condemn these gatherings as risky for COVID-19 transmission. Huh? 
But they clarify, this should not be confused with permissive stance on all gatherings, particularly protests against stay-at-home orders. Those actions not only oppose public health interventions, but they are also rooted in white nationalism and run contrary to respect for black lives. Huh? In other words, anybody who complains about being locked down is racist, except the people who refuse to be locked down because they're protesting racism. Heads I win, tails you lose. These are public health officials. This is insanity. Just days ago, you were told that any kind of gathering could kill thousands of people. You'd be a murderer. You'd be a genocidal murderer. That was before we learned that viruses have their own woke political agenda. And so the only rallies we should ban are those being held by people who have the wrong ideas. People want to earn a living or go to church. Those protests are racism. Oh, and this is all coming from people who lecture you about science. Who wouldn't recognize science if they got in the shower with them, but they're still lecturing about science, which is always a pretext for ways to destroy our country and control your life. And by the way, to fleece you. Why are we paying for any of this crap, by the way? That's a question we're going to address in some detail next week. But right now, it's enough to know this is a sham. It was a front for tyrants to inflict their personal neuroses and their desire for control on the United States of America and to do it outside the democratic process, outside democratic norms. Every person who signed this letter. Remember, we had uh, California packed with people to the brim. Yet just a couple of just two weeks prior to that, a week prior to that, if you were walking your dog, you got arrested. If you decided to open up your business so you can give someone a haircut, you're getting arrested. You would have to pay a fine of $1,500 if you didn't stay in your home. But, you know, we give these huge, huge, huge funerals to criminals now. We are giving funerals to cri- Who are these cops? It's making me sick. Like, I physically feel sick watching that. I cannot believe that they are doing this in such a manner. I feel like getting, getting naked. I'm <laughs> not. Labtera factum. Yes. Ah, man. We need to get moving. We need to get the ball rolling because that is the only way we could get this done. Academic shutdown is now happening in support of Black Lives Matters. I kid you not. They are actually calling for an academic shutdown. Shutdown STEM is what they want to do. No research, no meetings, uh, but uh, scientists are going to stay together and develop anti-racism action plans for their first year in teaching. What? Shut down the universities. Don't give them money. They're shutting. If they're going to, if we're going to be sending our kids to learn math and sciences, the way they're telling us it is right. Cause it's still alive, but I guess we live in this world, you know, do as the Romans, they say, right? So this is, this is where we're at this pure, insane push to drive us all over the edge. But La Terra Factum.
So I played this song at some point in January. I really feel like getting naked. I won't, <laughs> per se. I have to be patient. I've been patient so long. So many of us have been patient so long. But, you know, we have to remember, we have to follow the money. That is key. You cannot lose sight of that. You know, uh, I saw a lot of people retweeting how 60 Minutes had exposed Nancy Pelosi, uh, you know, years ago for her, uh, you know, money laundering and all this stuff, right? We, we remember that, right? Uh, we know this. I wrote an article about it. I told you guys about it. This is it's nothing. But here is why we have to follow the money. A lot of us think John McCain had cancer. We all know he didn't. We all know that they're all going, going with the memory, going, going, going. But what we don't focus on is the fact that George Soros came out and said, oh, I'm not funding anything. Don't listen. Well, what nonprofit did you give your money to, George? Your book, public funds? Yeah, we know. And, and we're not even talking about little slush funds. And he did all this prior, well, I would say right after the president of the United States swore in. He went to Canada. Remember who else went to Canada? Rod Rosenstein. Why is nobody asking him about his trip there? Canadians. I love you guys. But you are nothing. Your nation is nothing but an arm of the crown. That's what sucks. It totally sucks. But you have to think, what does Trudeau have in common with Hillary Clinton? Why are the cartels so important, right? We had HSBC, who was on the board, James Comey still became director of the FBI, even though all that money laundering happened through there. Just think, mercenaries. How did we cause what we caused in the Middle East, getting into wars that are thousands and thousands upon thousands of years old? Mercenaries, gangs, cartels, one and the same. Cartels are mercenaries. They're only fighting for their pockets. That's basically it. What makes them money is what makes them happy is what makes them move. And so here is where we need to maintain our focus. Our focus. Aside from the attacks that we're getting, we can't lose sight of focus. Let them talk. There are so many pockets we can fall into, but we got to sit back. We got to dig separately, separate, separate, separate. These are all distractions. Coronavirus, believe it or not, global one. Global distractions. I'll see you all in a bit. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. So I want you guys to, to think about something for a second. How many of you have actually had a mob come after you? Probably not a lot, right? And, you know, that's, that's, that's totally normal uh, because no one would ever want that. I've had mobs after me, mobs, internet mobs, troll farms, but I've also had the deep state mobs that are constantly attacking me every single day. Like, it's like, okay, this can't be a coincidence anymore. This is not really happening, right? I know it. And all I can do is stand as firm as I can, I can as tall as I can, pulling on that belt, strapping myself and just praying and hoping 
that I can withstand the wind. Uh, but I, 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 it's wrong that I say hoping because I know that I can withstand it. All of us can. Every single one of us can withstand that wind. Every single one of us. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, you have to think, why is it that the Democrats want to control the black population? Think about it. They keep them poor, needy. They have them in the ghetto. They, they have them as CIs. They, they force them into crime. They give them the crappiest schools. Why do they have these factions within big cities, right? This is what they do. They create those that have been raised to think that white man is a bad man. This, 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 right? Just like you hear the rednecks that are like, black men are this, nin, nin, nin. Those that are not intelligent, those that have not evolved, you know, it's, 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 it's like you're strictly forbidden as Tucker Carlson even said to even criticize black lives matter. I'm saying black lives matter is a domestic terrorist group like it or not, whatever your voice was to talk about systemic racism and all that out the window. You were hijacked a long time ago. See, the Black Panthers came out, you know, with, with actual care when they first came together. But then they got violent and then they got weaponized. And then they're that secret weapon the Democrats use. Remember what I told you. They love to use cults. They want the little people to kill each other while they sit in their high castles and sip wine or eat their expensive ice cream like Pelosi has. Take a listen to how Tucker Carlson put that together to question Black Lives Matter in any way. Full stop. That rule has been enforced without mercy everywhere and not just in this country. In Vancouver, a men's basketball coach was fired for liking a tweet that questioned Black Lives Matter. Meanwhile, a player on the L.A. Galaxy, that's the professional soccer team in Los Angeles, was fired because his wife said something critical online. Not him. He didn't do it. His wife doesn't matter. They can the player anyway. Imagine being a high school student right now. High school students who refused to show affirmative support for Black Lives Matter on their Instagram accounts were shunned by their friends. Journalists who asked too many questions about the group were fired or silenced. Again, not an exaggeration. Now, you'd think people in the media would resent this. Presumably some do. But almost everybody stayed quiet about it. They were too afraid. And some applauded. The New York Times ran an op-ed demanding that people disown their own families if their families fail to support Black Lives Matter enthusiastically enough. Tell your relatives, tell your friends, the author wrote, that, quote, you will not be visiting or answering phone calls until they take significant action in supporting black lives through protest or financial contributions, end quote. Got that? Sorry, Mom. I know you're old and alone and miss your grandchildren, but we are shunning you until you send more money to Black Lives Matter. In an environment like this, we've never lived in an environment like this, but you can imagine, in an environment like this, most people get the message very fast. And the weak ones are quick to join in, just like the good little red guards they've always been underneath it all. Here's Mitt Romney on the march. Way to end violence and brutality and to make sure that people understand that Black Lives Matter. Mitch just wants to make sure that Americans understand, get it through their thick heads, that black lives matter. As if Americans didn't know that. But accusing your entire country of racism turns out to be a pretty small price for someone like Mitt Romney. What Romney's really worried about, what all the finance moguls funding this movement are worried about, 
is that someone somewhere will ask the obvious questions. How much have you, Mitt Romney, personally made? How rich have you become by sending jobs overseas, working class jobs, by charging obscene interest rates and by otherwise harming poor and black communities economically? All the basic crimes are economic. Mitt Romney doesn't want to talk about that at all. So he marches. And Black Lives Matter couldn't be happier about it. The complicity of people like Mitt Romney gives groups like Black Lives Matter strength. Black Lives Matter is becoming more powerful by the hour, and they know it. Watch this interview from Saturday in which a Black Lives Matter activist cheerfully admits he may soon incinerate people with gasoline. I'm a leader of this FTP movement. It means a lot of things. It can mean free the people. It can mean for the people. It could also mean fire to property. We're hoping de Blasio and Cuomo come out and talk to us and give the youth some direction. But if they don't, the next stop is the Diamond District. And gasoline, thanks to Trump, is awfully cheap. The amazing thing is not just that he said that, though that's shocking enough. The amazing thing is that he said it on television live. He wasn't worried about being arrested. He's not like you at all. You're still not allowed to attend church services or go to big weddings. Too bad you're not friends with D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. You could do anything. Bowser just renamed a park near the White House Black Lives Matter Plaza, and nobody criticized her for it. MSNBC practically sent her flowers. Having a mural, Black Lives Matter, in huge block letters across three blocks leading up to the White House. As I said to you on a Sunday, badass move that you that you made. The Black Lives Matter mural is a representation of an expression of our saying no, but also identifying and claiming a part of our city that had been taken over by federal forces. Mayor Bowser was buoyed and gratified by the support she received from her friends over on MSNBC. So she also had Black Lives Matter painted in enormous yellow letters on 16th Street in downtown D.C. Kind of a bold move, if you think about it, making a street partisan. Imagine a big city mayor naming a major thoroughfare NRA Avenue or Planned Parenthood Boulevard. Think people would say something about it? It's impressive in a way. But Black Lives Matter wasn't satisfied by it, not even close. The D.C. chapter of the group released a statement attacking Mayor Bowser for not giving them complete control of the city's police department. Quote, this is to appease white liberals while ignoring our demands. Black Lives Matter means defund the police. Got that? Black Lives Matter means defund the police. Oh, so that's what Black Lives Matter means. No one really explains that. That's their description. And now we know what Intel and Pepsi and Amazon are supporting when they send money. Defunding the police. Suddenly it feels like all the adults have gone to St. Bart's and turned off their cell phones. Who's running this country? Who's in charge? Anyone? Yet amazingly, some Republicans in Washington seem almost giddy as they watch the country go insane. Democrats have gone too far this time, they'll tell you. We're guaranteed to win in November. You've probably gotten texts to that effect recently from friends. It sounds good, but they're wrong. They're totally and completely wrong on many levels. For one thing, if you care about a country, you've got to try. You have an obligation to try your very best to protect and defend it, no matter who is helped in November. That's what patriotism is. It's not about you. It's about America. But leave aside your moral duty, even as a matter of pure politics, This is a mindless analysis. It's a stupid calculation. Bad ideas are like cancer. 
when you ignore them, when you pretend they're not there, when you just assume those ride it out, they spread. Just like Black Lives Matter, just like all these insane movements, just like Teach America, just like, just like, just like. I mean, I put Tucker on because all I'm going to do is rant and, and, and shout and, and be upset today because Black Lives Matter is a domestic terrorist group. They represent hate, division, and lawlessness, and it needs to stop. We cannot have that. We cannot do this anymore. We are done. Our corporation as a nation was defunded by the previous administrations so that we can kneel to the crowns, and we will not. We will not. When are our... Americans, fellow Americans, no matter what pigment your skin has, see that Democrats constantly project racism to the other side, whatever that may be. It could be, you know, the libertarians. It could be the Republicans. It could be the MAGA group because, you know, we're all MAGA group is not Republican. So they cover history by lying, don't they? Oh, the KKK, Democrat lobby. They tell you that there was some big switch. They kill babies. They terrorize people. Clones, experiments, rape, torture, trafficking, cannibalism, all of that falls under what they do. And how do the Democrats do this? Well, we need to investigate the Central Intelligence Agency. The one that popped up and has Hollywood and singers and, you know, media person that sit supposedly on opposite sides of the fence pop up as assets. They're assets, assets, assets. Operation Mockingbird. Nothing like Operation Gridlock, which was the cyber version of it, that everyone participates in. Follow back, follow back. So that way you can see all the crap that I retweet and can't see the real news. What have the Democrats done? What have the Republicans done? There are many, many Republicans that get in there thinking that they're going to change. They've given you the illusion that there's two parties. Both of them are fighting for power. One of them to the lesser degree. I mean, like I said, the obnoxiousness of thinking that the crowns will allow you to run anything is ridiculous. But, you know, it's all about your legacy and your family. You're going to die, Pelosi, in a few years. You're like way overdue. I don't care how many spare parts you still have. You're going to die soon. And you're going to be known as a treacherous human being, just like McCain is. Treacherous. Schiff, treacherous. Clinton's treacherous. Bush's treacherous. All of them treacherous. Is that it? Or do they think that they will die in glory? Or do they actually die? I mean, we can get into the uploads, but that'll be... That's way too much right now. Hollywood. Controlled by evil. Tools, all of them. The details are disgusting. All these black leaders, they should be stoned like they stoned that poor guy trying to defend his business. Those are your Uncle Toms, the ones that are telling you, yeah, fight, fight. And they're sitting there icing their wrists 
while you sit there and burn your own city. Maxine Waters, somebody in that cabinet better come out and push for the 25th Amendment because we're all going down. You're all going down. Too bad we don't have hangings. A little bit better than that, huh? Military intelligence. How do you get that in there? (laughs) How do we get that in there? What's going on? What are they hiding? How is it all going to go down? Why is Antifa even allowed to operate? How do they have 501Cs in different states? Look up your local Secretary of State. Find Antifa's 501C. See who in your neighborhood is running that. You know, I can almost remember history. Where he discloses the conversation, we need someone to run. We really need you. You've been blessed. We need your help. We promise. And it feels like the promise isn't being upheld. It's kind of like you're doing good work and you're like, but I'm getting hurt. I'm tired. I'm so tired. How many of you feel like that? Imagine how our president feels. I'm so tired. Tired of waking up in the morning thinking, am I going to drink that water and die? Tired of waking up in the morning and thinking, hey, is this guy that's advising me, telling me the right things to do or not? You know, because he's not a doctor, so he doesn't know, Uh, which, by the way, circling back, like I said in March, you know, this is all about impeachment. This is all about impeachment. And now that it's coming out to be a hoax, they're going to put it on him, but they really need us to be terrified because there are people that are actually terrified. They wear gloves out in public, masks in their cars when they're the only ones there. They think they're going to die. They've successfully done that to those that have been programmed perfectly. You know, you should be grabbing your popcorn to watch the results. But like I said, June, July, and August will be so painful. We'll have, we'll have bouts of victory, but that's the thing. We got to stand on it. We got to amplify that. (laughs) All these subpoenas happening, all these distractions happening. When are we going to activate those other three letter agencies? Uh, Right? When are we going to activate them? It's coming because the world is in our hands. It's coming. And it's very important to understand that a lot of the operators do not know who other operators are. That is the beauty of it. Because you don't know. You just trust. You know, like those trust falls. You have to trust that the other person is going to be there to catch you because that's all we have left is our faith. Once that goes out, it's done. So key here is to not lose faith. Do not lose faith. Even as you see a criminal being saluted by police as he's going to his final resting place. If he's even in the casket, I'm just saying. Remember that there is no such thing as a new normal. Their new normal is lawlessness. Their new normal is the manipulation of your mind. Their new normal is for you to be terrified to say anything. How dare you say that? That's so racist. Is it though? 
Is it racist though? How is that racist? How is it racist to say what you feel? It is horrible. Horrible. And all of us feel it. The stock market is rallying on today. Why? Why this pseudo bub? It's, it's terrible. It's so terrible. Mayor Beetlejuice. It's so and terrible. Listen to what she says. Between police and looters and rioters. And I am simply not comfortable telling my churches, those people, to be the intermediary in the middle of a riot that's citywide. We need something better. Because right now, we only have 370 whatever National Guards on standby. Half our neighborhoods are already obliterated. It's too late. We have to come up with a better plan because once my fear is once we're, they're done looting and rioting and whatever's going to happen tonight, God help us. What happens when they start going after residents, going into the neighborhoods? Once they start trying to break down people's doors so they think they got something, or you know, we know that people are here to antagonize and incite, and you've got them all pumped tonight. Today, they're not going to go to bed at eight o'clock. They're going to turn their focus in the neighborhoods. I've got gangbangers with AK-47s walking around right now, just waiting to settle some scores. What are we going to do and what do we tell our residents other than good faith people stand up? It's not going to be enough. Thank you, Alderman. Next question. Well, no, I want an answer. I bet you commented on everybody. I want an answer. It's not something you ignore. This is a question that I have. I think you're 100% full of shit is what I think. If you think oh, we no were... No offense, well, fuck you then. Who are you, you to tell me I'm full of shit? And if you think, if you think we were not ready and we stood by and let the neighborhood go up, there's nothing intelligent that I can say to you. Well, maybe you should come out and see what's going on. the stupidest thing I have ever heard. I understand you want to preen. I understand that you think that you... Mayor, you need to check your fucking attitude. That's what you need to do. Right now? No. You need to check your attitude. That was the mayor of Chicago where a legitimate question was put forward. That is how she responded to the question. She ignored it and told him to go F himself. Huh. Can you see it? I'm going to tell you something, man. In the future, they do not look back at them as good people. These people are villains. They are of what nightmares are created of. That is it. That is it. I'm telling you. Pelosi is seen as one of the most treacherous villains ever. Treacherous. This is how the future sees you. There's other names, little names, names of people that you haven't even heard of. Ah, they're coming. And some of them are fully fledged, supposedly, for the conservative movement and pro-Trump. Those come out later. A lot of those are getting exposed in 2021. And the thing is, it's not about the expose. It's about what's right, what's good, what's truthful.
what is for the people. This is not our America. It is horrible. Horrible. So C-SPAN, you guys. Do you know C-SPAN is the Cable Satellite Public Affairs Network? That's what it's called. It's a satellite television network. It was created um, as a nonprofit. I think we need to revoke their nonprofit status. And the reason I say this is because, you know, they have a headquarters in Capitol Hill, right? They're supposed to be, you know, um, putting out news, supposedly, of public affairs, uh, obviously. (laughs) But I just saw that these clowns were promoting and paying Twitter, paying Twitter, I will repeat, paying Twitter, to televise George Floyd's memorial service. I think the nonprofit status should go. It should not be allowed to continue. They claim that they're independent and neither the cable industry nor Congress has control of its programming contact. But I can tell you that they do have people that have control. Remember that Senator Robert Byrd was C-SPAN's was was uh, C-SPAN's number one fan to the founder Brian Lamb, right? Yes, indeed. Just so you know, and Paul Fitzpatrick was actually the president of C-SPAN back in the eighties. I just wanted to point that out. They're the ones that supposedly provide us streaming of the house and senate hearings all that right they have uh you know all these special programs that they have for us about democracy in america they did or they do they're providing online content they're part of another non-profit let's just talk about these non-profits they have a revenue of 73 million dollars that's what was reported, uh, you know, back in 2014 that the nonprofit of the National Cable Satellite Corporation, okay, was $73 million. It was founded on November 14th, 1978, just around the time that the Jonestown thing happened, just around the time that all these murders were happening. I'm just pointing out some stuff because these are important. These are important facts we need to know. Defunding, okay, defunding just Voice of America, removing Bennett, all of it should go. All of it should go. It should be in the hands of the citizens because we're the ones that are the news. We're the news now, not them. Keep in mind pay attention to how Black Lives Matter has sent an official request requesting that the United Nations police or these so-called strong cities network groups get activated. Look at it. Why did the Democrats hold on to the black Americans, Native Americans, right? Color, culture. They hold on to you for dear life. Because you're their bread and butter. You're their tools. Wake up. It's time for the American awakening. God bless everyone. See you tomorrow. Same time, same place.
just pray. God bless. Thank you.